Hello and welcome back to Michigan Business Talk. If you are listening to this, it most likely means that you already listened to part one of my conversation with Mike Dykstra, the CEO of Zealand Lumber. If you haven't, you need to go back and listen to it because it is absolutely fantastic. And if you have listened to it, you know that you are in for a bunch more knowledge bombs and awesome nuggets of leadership and learning and what it takes to take a company from 100 people to 400 people and quadruple it in size in 10 years because that's what this guy did. So if you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to it. If you have, enjoy part two. Thank you for listening and we will talk with you soon. So let's, let's, I want to talk about, because I don't, not every business is in a situation or in a position where they can take a risk and fail, right? What are the things that you need to have in place? Because obviously you're taking a mitigated risk, right? Um, and, and, you know, I don't know the whole story or whatever else, but there's three options when you take a risk. You can either make money, lose money, or break even, Right. Um, making money is always the goal. It's what everybody plans for when things go wrong, when something goes wrong, when it's a brand new thing, when it's an emerging thing, when it's a new initiative, the probability of breaking even or losing money increases, right? So what does a company have to do? What type of position does a company or leader have to be in, in order to be able to take a risk like that? And at the postmortem meeting, be able to let the pressure out because that's not something that can always happen. Like, yes, you can invest in education, but not every company can do that. Before a company takes a risk, if they are building and they are humming along in their vertical and they're getting themselves in a position where they're looking at expanding into something new, I mean, obviously, you know, Harnish covers us all and, and scaling up. But for you, for your experience, I, those four things he covers are, are imperative, I think, for everything. Um, if you're going to look to build something new, but what are the, the major things that you saw from this experience? Like if we weren't in this position, we could not have taken this L. Right. So if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger kind of thing. <laughs> sure. And if it doesn't kill you, so it, it has to, you have to have an, enough life to stay alive. Right. Essentially. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the size of the, of the mistake has to be such that it's, it's, you know, minimal sure like it, yeah it, it's okay um and and you have to build some success along the way yes so that that was our trajectory i mean so to say if if one out of every 20 jobs was a like oh what happened mm -hmm. there and then we learn and we kind of filter it back in yeah um of these big big commercial uh, jobs which is new again new markets for us um but i'll also say it does go back to um well, it goes back to your uh your attitude towards risk mm -hmm. um so sure does. I, I sit with, as a continual learner i've been involved with many industry groups mm -hmm. and many other um, non-competing lbms we call ourselves in our industry lumber building materials dealers and and uh and trust companies from around the country and we learn from each other and i've i've been around the groups where they say yeah well we tried that and and it didn't work so we're, we're not doing that anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that's one approach right but if you if you have on paper hey we we do want to grow and mm -hmm. we do think and and you look on the forecasts and and you see where the growth is and and a big market trend 
coming out of the recession was more multifamily, mm-hmm. more robust growth in multifamily, less robust growth in single family. Mm-hmm. And that still is the trend. And, and you see that with, uh, you know, there's a lot of maybe, you know, the younger generation millennials maybe moving in apartments more than the previous generations did and so on. Um, and, and a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we saw the, that um, market was going to be out there mm-hmm. and we were committed to play in that market. Mm-hmm. So if your first job goes bad and you say, I'm done, well, then you're not really committed. Not really committed. You're yeah. just saying like... Uh, it wasn't an initiative. It was an experiment. Exactly. Yeah. So it goes down to writing the, the, the vision and the strategy and and kind of saying okay this is what we think we can do mm-hmm. and then keeping keeping on that and 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 then uh, uh, again around the per- so another example of that could be um this building and we talked about yep. this earlier yep. when, yep. when mike came in this building that we're sitting in right now in to, in july of 2014 a uh tornado came through uh, from west to east and and it a uh, very narrow swath but it nailed this building yeah. By the way, we're in West Michigan right now. We're not in Kansas. We're yeah. not anywhere like right. that. We are in West Michigan. Right. Very <laughs> random. Yeah, you're not going to get a tornado every single season. That's in not, fact, or the, how the, many years it had been since something like that had happened? I don't know, but I the, the weather channels, and I found out like around 1 in the morning, got a call from our manager. Everyone's okay. Everyone's been located, but this is what happened. But he didn't know all the details either, so I'm up all night looking on the news channels, and they're sure. calling it straight line winds. Straight line winds. Until I got here at five in the morning, and and I couldn't get onto Clay Avenue because it was blockaded off by the police officers because they said they still had dogs in buildings looking and to see if there was any people. Oh, and I'm like, oh, wow. this is more serious than I thought. Than a straight line wind. So we went around the uh, the rail tracks behind yeah. and walked in that way. And um, we knew as a turn, we could see the disaster, and it was emotional um, to see that much damage. And because how I guess how long had you guys had this location? We moved here in point? 2011. You moved to you moved here in 2011 yep. into this building. Yep. Into this building. Yep. We did a startup here in 2011. Uh-huh. Put the truss equipment in. Um, moved it from Hamilton, which we had some a small operation there, based on a merger from 2009. But uh, but basically, I call this a startup because it's all new, basically. Yeah, yeah new and, and, and new pe- new people, yeah. and so um, that was 2011. We had just kind of started to get rolling, and and the building started to increase a little bit on the market, and we we're gaining some market shares. So things were rolling pretty good in mm-hmm. 2014, and then boom, we got mm-hmm. hit with that. So wow. I, I told Mike earlier, we're blessed in you know three ways. Number one, no one was hurt or injured in any way mm-hmm. and we had six third shift team members working and they they were in the building while the while the ceiling collapsed on top of the truss table that they were working on Jeez. so they ducked under the truss table and the and the ceiling it was a very traumatic experience um, number two we had just started a startup in Elkhart Indiana so we had a lot of capacity and not many people mm-hmm. yet because it was new so we basically did shuttle service back and forth and hotels wow. and all kinds of things. And then, um, you know, the third thing is we, we rebuilt. And so I go back to that, to the rebuilding piece, because you think, well, well, yeah, but, you know, if we didn't, it would have been an easy decision to say, well, I guess we tried that. We've had a couple of years in the trusses now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this is a, you know, hadn't quite, you know, met our expectation yet either because we're sure. still new. Um, 
it have been an easy time to exit. Yeah. You know, let's just take the insurance take the, money exactly. and be done. Settlement out of here. But again, because we had on our, you know, our, our strategy that this is something we wanted to be in, it made that decision relatively easy. Mm. And with our, our, now, did you our have board to, of directors and me, ask you about that. Yeah. Uh, we put a, a committee together and, and we said, we, we you know, I propose we got to make this decision pretty quick, but let's rebuild. We yeah. can do this even bigger, better now. And, and so we did. But those are the things that get um, impacted based on those foundational things. So when you say even the even the piece on the uh, on a bad job or on um, on you know things don't go quite as well as they be, should be going here and there, um, it, it, anything's easy to give up on. But if you believe in the long term trajectory and that these are good markets to be in, and that if we keep making these um, learnings along the way, um, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Then it changes your mindset, and it you sure say, does. "Okay, we're going to get over the speed bump." And hopefully, they're just speed bumps, and they're not, you know, potholes the size of this conference room. So <laughs> take, take the take the ship in. So let's talk about the speed bumps for a half mm-hmm. second, because you've just told me that in the first ten years of your leadership here uh, there were what most would consider to be two catastrophic events there was the recession which cost you 80 percent of your business and a tornado in west michigan that did most of its damage on your building um, and wiped out your new initiative really wiped out your new initiative Mm -hmm. right or at least half of it right right um in terms of mindset man i mean how how do you deal with that like you the, the, you're you got to build something new you get four years in and yeah maybe it's not meeting all the goals but it's not you know you're seeing mm-hmm. what you thought like hey this is working it's starting to work you know mm-hmm. you go to bed on a whatever night it was you know thinking all right i'm gonna get up tomorrow and i'm gonna go get my coffee at the zealand location and i'm gonna see jan or whomever right and you know i'm gonna talk to mark and i'm gonna have whatever you know whatever conversations and then all of a sudden five in the morning you're walking through what you just spent the last four years of your life invested in and it's completely demolished yeah what how how do you get through that well it's it's incredibly tough but i i think as leaders we no matter how we're this is a big discussion i've had with other people (laughs) but you know because you want to be your real self and be vulnerable yep obviously and be that that leader that's real but there are times where no matter how you're feeling Mm -hmm. you just have to kind of suck it up keep your chin up stay positive play dad even though if you're (laughs) feeling like man, the whole world's coming to an end. Yeah. And and you have to be the one to say, we can take this hill. We can do this next thing. Um, and we can get through this. Because mm. um, if you're not, nobody will. Like you, That's right. You have to, you, you have to show that, um, that positiveness. And, and, and obviously in a very real way and not underscore, you know, the pain and, and everything that it's going to take to get there. But, and, and then it's, it's all about the team. I will say, the leadership lessons we learned as a team through that process, you know, we wouldn't have had without that process. So they they say, you know, adversity is the way to growth. Um, it's very true. It really is because we, 
we came together as a team and we had to have you know meetings twice a day and between sales and ops to just uh, figure out who's getting what order how the customer is going to be serviced you know what's the messaging what's the communication to media to suppliers to to our team members um and and how everybody kind of came together through that um was amazing hmm. so yeah that I, I don't know if that totally answers your question but at, at the end of the day it's um it, it's really and then I, I do go back to you know having the vision and the strategy and the prior kind of really does give you the impetus to keep going to mm-hmm. say well if this was a good idea you know a couple years ago and it's still going to be a good idea two years from now yeah let's just not let this thing you know get in the way right we, we have to get through it yeah and, absolutely and then like we did here with this new building we we had roughly a 3200 square foot office and now we have a 14,000 square foot office mm-hmm. um, so we built it for growth with all our full design engineering staff here for wall panels and trusses but also showroom and salespeople and every customer facing activity can be happening. so it gave us an opportunity to put our stamp in the grand rapids market mm. um a little more robust than we were before yeah and then we added some space in the manufacturing area redesigned it a little bit um and added capacity there as well so you can turn um anything into good if you kind of just work through the process um but yeah to say it was easy wasn't you know and, and another I guess another kind of, uh, so I've talked a little bit about purpose, you know, our, what, what we say our, our purpose is transforming lives and communities. Now, obviously no margin, no mission. So right. to your point sure. earlier, like, sure. yeah, a sustainable business has to be sustainable yeah. to be able to do any good in Anything. the world. Exactly. Um, but how does this play out? So it plays out what well, we say, well, with our own team, our own lives, you know, with uh, training and education and and so on. We found out early on that, you know, the strength of our frontline supervisors was going to be the strength of our mm-hmm. team member experience and our customer experience. And we were just growing like crazy. We're promoting people, hey, you know, into, the, into these roles and we found a little lacking on, on our part to train on the skill sets of what leading people means. Yeah. Um, so we put together an internal um, two-day curriculum that we've now put oh, lots of people through, mm. um, 60, 70 people through wow. um, internally to say, okay, these are these are some of the, you know, there's always a bit of a cultural element from, from myself, but a financial piece. Uh, yeah. Our HR team owns it and, and puts together a lot of it. But then we've uh, partnered with with IPEX on yep. some um, some other next level training and leadership development. So so there's a lot of ways that we can transform lives. Um, one other way has been um, where I would say social need has met economic need. Mm-hmm. So we were um, approached um, uh, s- several years ago by a nonprofit organization that employs um, what we call returning citizens. Yep, people that have been incarcerated before. Mm-hmm. So the the easy thing to do and what we did pr- previously, if someone checked the box and said, I've, have you had a felony previously? Yep. Oh, well, that's an easy application or a resume just to put Set aside. in a different pile. Exactly. So we said, well, okay, what does this mean? There, well, can we tr- help transform someone's life by being a part of their um, job, creating a job for them, and and um, 
if if the some of these nonprofits have other of the support services needed. Um, so the, one of the stats is recidivism is reduced by like ninety five percent if someone has wow. a job and housing. Wow. So if we can do that, you know, we're 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 kind of on that path. Um, and so we went down that road. Now, people would say, well, that's a bit of a risk. Well, maybe, but um, it's actually, now that we've been at it for a few years, um, some of our really amazing, best, most loyal and productive team members have come through that program. Hmm. And some have been now promoted. It always starts in production, mm-hmm. but then promoted to maybe truck driving, material handling, into office positions, internal promotions, and um, that's been a very rewarding um, piece of the business where we're, we're providing a job and helping change maybe the trajectory of someone's life. Absolutely. And, um, and obviously they're providing much needed uh, talent, talent in, in a very, very yeah. tight uh, labor market right now. Absolutely. So it's, it's, a, it's a total win-win. But it was, it was looking at alternative hiring sources hmm. like that and then... And again, well, why would we do this? We wouldn't have probably looked at that. That'd have been an easy call not to even um, integrate with if we hadn't had some kind of uh, you know purpose with our company. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and and probably seeing those roadblocks and just realizing, okay, well, here's a analogy for life, right? Right. right. <laughs> here's here here's how this works. So, and and I think um, first of all, kudos to you guys for doing that because that's an awesome program. Um, did did you work with is, is that Mark's organization, Mark Peters' organization, or the same organization well, that he works with? So interesting. Um, yeah, we're we're and I'm just we're also very up. blessed in West Michigan. We yes, have a we lot are. of uh, collaborative organizations, mm. and yes, Mark Peters at Butterball Farms, and uh, Fred Keller at Cascade Engineering. Mm-hmm. They've gone before us on this. Okay. they've been doing this for years, and they right. And so they're and once I wasn't you get sure networked if they in, were, you get a community of practice that's going. Cool. So people share best practices. Yep. yep. Um, with other businesses that are that are doing this work, um, and then there's also a, an organization that was started by um, Mark Peters back in the day called the Source. Yes. And that is a organization that we is a partner organization of ours where you, it is basically, um, it exists to reduce barriers t- that hold people back from work. Mm. So what are those barriers? Could be could be a financial stressor, could be transportation, could be housing, could be childcare, all the things that people all over our communities on our front line have uh, challenges with that holds them back from work. Mm-hmm. And now, sometimes those are people that... Um, are in the uh, situation of, of a returning citizen, haven't yeah. been incarcerated before, but sure. a lot of times it's not. It's sure. just yep. people that are in our um, employee uh, group that are, are having a challenge. So we have this organization that we can send our team members to, and they can work with um, one-on-one with somebody there on what that challenge is. And this uh, the source organization is a, has a lot of partners, and they know all the community um, assets. Mm-hmm. They don't solve all the problems, but they they connect to all the places right. that that can help solve the problems. And they oh, they do budgeting classes. They do all kinds of things. So, yeah, we've had some great experience with that organization. We've been members for a few years now. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And there's and there and the, and this is exactly why I wanted to start telling stories like this, and exactly why I wanted to start this podcast is because 
there's individuals like you and companies like Zealand Lumber who are doing things like this that nobody talks about <laughs> and nobody is talking about. And you're not doing it to get the kudos. It's not like you're, you know, thinking to yourself, hey, I am going to start this program so that people will talk about my business. That's not why you're doing it. But in the same respect, you deserve to be recognized for that because it's an available option out there. And just like, you know, just like you're talking about and just like you mentioned, a lot of these individuals, they're they're being overlooked either because they've been out of the workforce for so long or they've had scenarios or situations that come into their lives, which, my goodness, we all have. Right. Everybody has their shit. Everybody has their stuff. Um, and, And so, like, you know being willing to play a part and to help clean somebody up that's that's a huge undertaking and it's not something that a lot of people would do and it fits into your mission vision and values and it's awesome that you guys almost had a gut check in the middle of it you know in the middle of going through this and saying hey we might want to look at something a little bit differently here Mm -hmm. you know this is what we say we do this is what we do but but we only do it this far right right and and being able to dive all in on that I, i I can probably, you know, talk about companies on one hand that have really truly done that that I know of, and you're one of them, yeah. right? Um, and that's awesome. Well, and it's it's uh, early on we had to think, okay, what are the risks, and talk to our board and sure. say, okay, is sure. this is this uh, where we want to go down? But then yeah. with the partnering with other organizations and then learning a little more about the topic, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, you know, two people could commit the same act. Mm-hmm. say you know me and you did the same thing sure one of us could get a felony one of us could get a misdemeanor yep um, based on access to legal um, uh-huh. support um, based on maybe race uh, financial socioeconomics all those factors right mm-hmm. and um, but yet you know that felonies today's uh, scarlet letter kind of thing and <laughs> it just like hold you back and that doesn't yeah. mean that everybody that's necessarily coming out of uh, you know out of, out of prison or, or county jails you know is is ready for work yeah. Um, we still have a also true a, a, a very thorough vetting process um, to make sure that this uh, you know number one does the skill set match what we need, um, and then is this person you know ready to hold a full time job and make that uh, that step and um, so yeah that's kind of a kind of a big deal and you know to your point um, you know we've all done whatever but you know two thirds of Americans um, you know statistically would have served time if they'd been caught. Yes, <laughs> so, it would have. <laughs> so that's the other thing too, before we, yeah. and, and, and everything even is, is context. There's yeah. people that we see that have, have served time for things that you, it'll blow your mind um, mm-hmm. what, what these things were and, um, and the context around it. And, you know, so it's been a, it's been a real learning um, growth for, for me um, personally and uh professionally and, and but it's it's provided like i said at the end of the day a much needed um recruitment area for us that's awesome man yep. that's that's really cool yep. um so i want to talk uh i want to talk can we talk a little bit about your family is that yeah, cool sure awesome yeah. you're a family man um and, and you know one thing and i know you probably got a hard stop coming up here before too long yeah so. i just checked my watch yeah no, i got go you ahead. i got We're you <laughs> um so you got another 10 15 for, uh, okay, for sure perfect yeah. so uh family man three kids Three kids. Three kids. Yep. Girls. Our oldest is a boy, then two girls. Boy and two girls. Yep. Um, all out of the house now. 
Well, our, yes, personally, our youngest is a junior at Michigan State. Junior so at Michigan during State. During the school year, yes. During the school year, yes. yes. All right, but still get to visit Dad during the summertime. Right, right. Um, so obviously 10 years ago, right, when you took this position on, um, you know, you did not have uh, three kids out of the house. Right. You had three kids in the house mm-hmm. in very um, probably formative years of their lives. Yeah. Um, talk about that, man. What was that experience like stepping into this position? You know, I, I want to talk about, I mean, I, I, I don't know your wife personally, but knowing who you are, I'm sure she's amazing. Um, because anybody in this scenario and in this situation, um, you need to have the most amazing wife in the world to be able to do mm-hmm. what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I know that because my wife is amazing yep. and I know the skills that she has and how she helps me out. But talk a little bit about, you know, being an executive leader, growing a company, basically quadrupling it in size and, and raising a family and finding the time to do all the stuff. Cause your kids are active. They're athletes too, mm-hmm. right? They were yep. in sports there and they still are, I think playing in college, right? Some of them, or that did 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 mm-hmm. yeah um so that's i mean that's a commitment man what was that like how, how did you how did you balance all that stuff work-life balance is always this thing that everybody talks about but nobody can ever do right <laughs> and i was terrible at it <laughs> okay <laughs> so um but i do have an amazing uh amazing wife that um you know we would it would be a, a discussion point and mm-hmm. and it was um so the the whole you know work-life balance it, it really isn't because you're, you're not balancing. You're making trade-offs. Yeah. You're you're not like either doing one or the other, and there's a balance. You're well uh, tonight. I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I'm trading that family time off. Yeah. Um. But tomorrow afternoon I'm I'm going to be trading family time in for work or whatever. Yeah. And and to be conscious of that and and you know there were times where um you know and 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 to be conscious of it for your team too. So yeah. if you if you say you believe in work-life balance and you want that, but then you never do that yourself, yep. people notice. I'm sure they do. So yeah. I had to, and, and sometimes I would um, take an afternoon or, or leave early on an afternoon to watch a um, um, you know soccer game or mm-hmm. something, whatever's going on. Um, but then, uh, you know, does the work go away? No. So it'd be <laughs> nights and weekends and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, so I had to, uh, you know, and I told the team, like, just because I'm, you know, sending out communications on Saturday evenings or Sunday evenings or something, yeah. it doesn't mean you have to read it or listen to it or respond it just because right. it works for me. Yeah. But the feedback I got was, yeah, that doesn't really work. Right, so, right, right. So I would, I would consciously try to, you know, not send. I'd, I'd create any documents, communications, whatever I had to do, mm-hmm. but then only send it during the workday. Yeah. So that people weren't, you know, the message that I was giving them was not like, hey, you got to be on 24-7. And that's and, and respect their nights and weekends and evenings just like I would want to respect mine. But for sure, you also have to you also have to go when you go. Yeah. And, and there are times and there are seasons. Um, my wife would kill me for saying this because I've told her this probably too many times, but when I would say, well, it's go time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, you know, when uh, when a tornado hits yeah, or when... Um, Spring when hits a, or, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you're industry, ramping yeah. up. Yeah, seasonality is a big deal or, or the customer calls yep. and you've got to drive somewhere and deal with something. Um, you, you, It is go time. Yeah. And then you have to 
to my in my way of thinking, you have to you have to do that now. Sure. Um, so your oldest was probably yeah. They were um, high at school. the time they were in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay, so high pro- school and middle school. Okay, so what now thirteen to seventeen at the time that you like did that. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So were you having conversations with them as well about what this meant and what you were doing and things, or was that more of something that sort of your wife headed up and handled uh, in your partnership? It's funny because the, it, it's different with each kid. And, yeah, sure. You know, my, my, they take it differently. And, and they're all, um, yeah, they're, they're different. My, my oldest two are a little more driven and structured. Mm-hmm. My youngest is more the creative artist. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of fun. But, sure. you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, my, um, I think my son knew a lot more because and we, he was in travel hockey at the time. So we do road yeah. trips. So then sometimes I'd be on the phone. And so and he understood me and he worked in the business. OK, um, so as, he was as working a, like as high school, and, yeah, and yeah. even early college and so on. And, um, you know, and my my daughters had di- not as much in mm-hmm. connection, um, but they all kind of understood the, yeah. the, the gig. But one time my, my youngest daughter told me, like, Sometimes my friends ask me, what, what, what do you do? So what do you do? <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> I guess like in high school or something. Right, right, right. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's just, it's interesting. And, um, uh, but it, it's been a, it's been a transition now to kind of empty nesting the last yeah. few years. I was going to ask you about totally that too. How do you spend your time now? Like, what do you guys do? Oh. You, how do you fill the time? Are, we, are you like binge watching Netflix now? <laughs> or are you like uh, traveling? What's the, we do like to travel. Yeah. Yeah. We were in uh, Florida last week. Um, we, we've been to, um, Greece, uh, Spain, um, uh, d- different places, Europe yeah. and, 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 uh, different places, but, and, and domestically as well. But, so we do like that. We like to um, go hiking and yeah. enjoy the outdoors. I like to bike. My, my wife doesn't, so I do that you know, on my own. Yeah. Um, we, we bought a boat a few years ago, so we do like to do boating as a family as nice. a, with other couples or whatever. Yeah. And we like hosting people. We, like, we have a great um, network of... Uh, of uh, of friends that we you know we're, we we do uh, different events and yeah. have dinners and stuff so yeah I mean it's active it's empty nester stuff it, it, it just <laughs> is I, I can't even believe it but yeah, yeah my my oldest daughter who's a, a nurse and she went to Loyola in Chicago got her nursing degree now she lives in South Bend because yeah. my uh, she got married last September so our first wedding was last September oh congratulations my son-in-law is getting his uh, doctorate in, in biochemistry at Notre Dame nice he's a bit of a brainiac not a lumber yeah. guy <laughs> good pick Mike's daughter yeah good work good work <laughs> so they live there and my son um, just got engaged and he lives in Grand Rapids and works at Bissell awesome and then so they're all doing great and my youngest is uh a junior at MSU, and she'll be uh, working her way into full employment, hopefully at some point in time in the that's next awesome. uh, year or two. So, well, that's exciting. Life man. is great. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. So that's that's dude, it's an awesome growth story, and you have you have every aspect of it, man. I mean, you you know, you started on the front lines, you know, getting all the complaint calls, <laughs> and you know, worked your way up in the management, and and you put yourself in a position to win, and not just talked about being in a position to win but actually did the work to put yourself in a position to win and once you got to the position of leadership i mean you can probably say that's when the real work began yeah it really was (laughs) it really was in a way yeah and you know i uh i was privileged blessed to be given an opportunity And, and then um i believe you know the two most critical things of of a leader is to create and communicate Mm. 
purpose, vision, values. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that. But then number two, build and develop great teams. Mm. And so none of us are anything without our teams that support us. And, I, and I, when I mean teams, I mean I, I have a very soft spot for the front line. So mm-hmm. the people that are out there moving wood onto the table and you know building trusses and wall panels truck drivers material handlers out in all kinds of weather mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know we get the easy job yeah sit oh in, yeah climate controlled and, and so on but they are right. the real rock stars yeah and um and though they haven't been easy to fill because yeah. whether it's manufacturing or material handling truck driving those are those are tough jobs to fill right now all related to you know people being attracted to trades and so on but at the end of the day um that's what it's all about like i'm i'm just really honored and privileged and blessed to serve them in in whatever way and to serve our team and our customers and and however this all um, works but yeah it's a it's a journey <laughs> it is and it's still going which is, it is. what's exciting it is what uh what's next for zealand lumber what do you guys got uh on on tap for the the next couple of years any anything like the you know prefab <clears throat> um stuff that you you initiated a couple of years back is there anything new that's coming out that you guys want to talk about and, and yeah, let so the the world know i, I guess no, no no big announcement okay um, so like i alluded to before you know 2011 we moved here sure. to grand rapids but then the others were a little later. So 14, yeah. Elkhart, 15, Waterford, 16, Mishawaka, 17. Three of those were startups. Yep. And 2017 was an acquisition. Mm-hmm. So we spent 18 and 19 and now into 20 kind of organizing what we have. <laughs> right. So that, that's been right. kind of our, our mantra for yeah. the last you know 12 to 18 months. And, and, and this year it's looking a lot like that. Now, do we have our eye on growth? Yes. New markets, more value add. Um, and, uh, and we think there's a, there's a play for automation as mm. well. Um, yeah. we think that what we, what we call in our industry offsite assembly. Yep. So yep. indoor framing, yep. um, that we can take that even to the next level and mm. maybe we'll see robotics and we'll see more automation and we'll see, um, you know, basically the ability to prefab an entire house from a shell framing perspective and then reduce the time and the labor on wow. the job. Uh, and so the job site is maybe, you know, right now a big part of the uh, process. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can do a lot more of that inside the factory than just put it together on the job um, in conjunction with some labor professionals. So we're, we're poking that model around. It's being poked around in other areas of the country, and we're looking at that and seeing what that could look like um, long term. That is awesome. Yeah. This is exactly why I was excited about this conversation, guys. Mike Dykstra, president of Zealand Lumber. Uh, awesome story of growth, expansion, and a family business. Not just that, but taking it to the next level. Um, innovation, creativity, uh, emerging markets, new opportunities, taking tragedy and turning it into something awesome. We talked about it yesterday. I talked about it with Randy Rua, who I interviewed um, from from Nuvescore. And, uh, yep. He, uh, you know, we were just, we just hit on the topic of, of the coronavirus and everything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And every time there's a massive thing like this, the next 12 to 36 months 
is when massive amounts of opportunity are taken advantage of and massive amounts of opportunity are there and massive amounts of money are made and people start new ventures and new lives and new beginnings because of tragedies and things like that and mm -hmm. you've shown that uh in your story man and it's an awesome story and um i'm glad to hear a little bit more about it i know that the listeners were too so Dude, thank you so much for coming on, yeah. man. Thanks a I ton, Mike. It. Yeah, really fun, great, man. great. Thank Another you. Another great conversation. Appreciate and, it. Um, we are Michigan Business Talk. Uh, again, go to zealandlumber.com. Um, check them out if you're looking for a job in the trades. I, I looked at their hiring stuff today, and they have a lot of positions to fill right now. Um, so they are hiring. They're expanding um, in all these different areas. Um, listen to us. View us on YouTube. Rate us, like us, share us. Um, send some comments. Let me know what you want to hear. Thank you for following. Thank you for paying attention to um, the ridiculousness that I spout off. And I hope you're paying attention to the people that I am interviewing because they are all high-level individuals who know a ton about leadership and know a ton about taking your business and yourself to the next level. So thank you again for watching. Thank you for listening. Find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, or on Alexa by saying, Alexa, play Michigan Business Talk on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.